You are listening to the CMC podcast series, Strong Life. In this exciting new series, the pastors of CMC will impart powerful principles that will enable you to live the strong life that God has destined for you. Now join Associate Pastor David Pate for the message, Strong Work. God created man, and his first instructions to man was, get to work. God created man, and his first instructions to him was to work. In fact, there were two reasons that we were put here on this earth, and you see it right here. God put the tree there, and he said, choose me and work. God said, choose me and work. God said, worship me, have a relationship with me, and work. These were the two reasons that God put us here on this earth. And what's interesting, when you read Genesis 1, 2, and 3, both of these commands were pre-fall. Work is not a result of the curse. Work is pre-curse. Work is before we sin. See, God put us on this earth to work. And you know, work has such a negative feeling attached to it for some people. Negative, well, work has a very negative connotation. When we hear work, we think, oh man, oh, I got to go to work and I, I, got, I got to get this done. And, and so what you hear is people say, work is the curse. The reason that we have to go to work is because of the curse. You know, if it wasn't for Adam and Eve, we could just sit in the garden sipping lattes, you know, and and never having to work. I mean, work has this very negative connotation in our society today. But when you read Genesis chapter 3, verse 17, work is not the curse. In fact, it says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 17, it says, Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. It says, All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains by the sweat of your brow. You will have food to eat until you return to the ground. See, work isn't the cursed. Work is just cursed. (laughs) See, we were always created to work. It's just now, because of the curse, it's a whole lot harder. Now, because of the curse, there's a whole lot of sweat. I mean, it feels like you you take a shower, you get ready for the day, you clock in, step into the office, and sweat just starts dripping down your shirt right there. I mean, just sweat, because work is cursed. It's hard. It is difficult, but that is not the fault of work. That is the fault of the curse. See, work is not bad. It's our attitude about work that is bad because work is hard. Work is difficult, and that's just the reality of the curse. But, but nevertheless, God put us on this earth to work. And you know the curse makes you want to curse sometimes. It does. It, it, may, it makes you frustrated. It, it makes it very difficult, but we got to step back and realize, you know what? We're doing what God has called us to do. We're, we're supposed to work, but do you know the enemy always attacks everything that God's created? The, the enemy attacks everything that God has created, and what the enemy wants to do is he wants to point out the frustrations that we have with our jobs. 
He wants to point out the frustrations that we have in school. See, school is work. Work is work. He wants to point out the frustrations of all these different things. The enemy has always been attacking God's creation ever, ever since the beginning. That is the goal of the enemy. The enemy does not want us to work. He wants us to hate work. He wants us to be frustrated with our work. So many scriptures uh, that, that there are on work, and I love these. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10, it says, Those unwilling to work will not eat. Pretty plain right there. Proverbs 14, 23, work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Proverbs 24, those too lazy to plow in the right season will have no food at the harvest. Exodus 29 says, six days you shall labor. Do you know it didn't say 40 hours a week you shall labor? That's interesting. It says, six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh day, the Sabbath day of the Lord your God, in it you shall not do any work. You know, I think so many times we're, we're out of balance. It says, six days we should work, not five and not seven. Trying to get out of balance every once in a while. I love what Booker T. Washington said. He said, No man can read the Bible and be lazy. Christianity increases a man's wants and therefore increases his capacity for hard work. You know, you can't read the Bible and be lazy. And when you see people that struggle with hard work, you have to wonder how much they're reading the Bible. Because when you read God's Word, it should always motivate you to be productive. It should always motivate you to go out and work hard and do better. And you know, I was thinking about this. We don't work a job just for money. Now, yes, we do work, and we do get paid for work, but we don't work a job to get money. You know why we work a job? We work a job because we're fulfilling God's call on our lives. And I think we have in this society got so twisted about what a job is for. A job is not just to make money. A job is to fulfill what God has called us to do here on this earth. And I hear Christians say, I'm not working for that. I'm not getting out of bed for that. And so what we do is don't take a job and we sit at home and do nothing. And I'm not saying we shouldn't try and make money. I'm not saying we shouldn't try and make a whole lot of money. And I think that's exciting and awesome. But when the choice is between not working and working, working should always be our choice. We should always look to work. Why? Because that is what God has called us to do. Some money is always better than no money. But see, we don't work because of how much someone will pay us. We're supposed to work because that's what God has put us on this earth to do. And you know, work doesn't necessarily mean that we're clocking in and out and working for someone else. It's not necessarily what work is all about. Work is simply being productive. Work is being productive. In fact, we had a couple in our church uh, some time ago, Bob and Anita Liggett, and they were a retired couple that had moved here to the village from Chicago, and they had been school teachers, and he had, had coached, and he had taught for over 30 years. And what I loved about them was they retired to the village and worked harder than most people I know. 
Bob came down here and volunteered to coach. Uh, in, in fact, he taught me so much, so many life lessons. And, and I felt like as a volunteer, he worked harder than I did, and I was down here getting paid to coach. And he, in fact, he worked so hard that Tim tried to hire him to be the principal here at the school several times. I think Tim, about, it was a weekly thing. Hey, you need to be the principal here. And Bob would always throw up his hands, and he would say, oh, no. He was from the north. Oh, no. <clears throat> he talked a lot. I, remember I got it down. Oh, no. He said, I'm retired. I want the freedom to come and go as I please. And what was crazy about Bob is if we had a 6 a.m. practice, he was here. And then he would go play a couple rounds of golf, and he'd be, go to lunch. He'd be back by the 2 o'clock practice, and he'd stay till 5.30. And he never missed a practice, and he never missed a game. And he was a volunteer. See, Bob worked. It work does not just mean you clock in and clock out. If you have the money and the means to do it. See, Bob was a worker. Why? Because it doesn't matter retired or not. God has always put us on this earth to be productive and to work. In fact, it was a little offensive that Bob was getting offered the principal job. I felt like David being passed over by my dad and Samuel was trying to anoint the wrong king. That was kind of offensive in, the, in, the, in that time. But you know, some people just don't like to work. Some people just don't like to work and, 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 and really it, it, they allow immaturity and laziness to rob them of the benefits of work. See, God didn't just have us work because he wants us to. There's benefit to that. There's benefit to being productive. And I, I think sometimes we think God created us on this earth to have fun. I, I really think that, that a lot of times we think I've got to clock out because the real thing I'm here on this earth to do is to have fun tonight. And, and I think it's important that we know God didn't put us on this earth to have fun. Fun is the spice of life, but it's not the guide of life. God put us on this earth to work. And there's nothing wrong with having fun, but it can't be what we're trying to do. And we need to ask ourselves, if, if we spend more of our time thinking about how we're going to have fun and spend very little time thinking about how we're going to work, then we are going to miss the whole reason that we're here. See, we're here to work. We're here to do what God has called us to do. And there's just, a, there's just a certain satisfaction that you can only get by working hard. There's just a certain satisfaction that you can only get by working hard. And, and I tell you, our staff here at CMC, I'm telling you, they're some of the happiest people I know. And the reason is, is because they're some of the hardest working people I know. Because when you work hard, there's a great reward. And I think there's two ditches that we get in when it comes to work. We don't think that work can be amazing and satisfying. We think, if I, if I go to work, then that's got to be a drudgery. A if I go to work, that's just something that I have to hate. And I think that's a ditch that we can get in, but work does not have to be boring. But then I think there's another ditch that we get in that we think work has to make me happy all the time, and if I don't like it, I'm doing something wrong. You know, there's two ditches that we can get in. There, there's the ditch of, you know what, a job can never be fun, it can never be great to work, it can never be sad. I can't be creative, I can't be myself, I can't use my gifting, and that's not true at all. But, in, but on the flip side, also we're not looking to our job. To be, there's going to be times 
of up and down. In fact, uh, there's, a, there's a show that's been on for some time now called The Voice. I don't know how many of you have ever seen The Voice, but the premise of The Voice is you go on the show and they're not looking at you and you sing and if you have a good voice, they turn around and they bring you on the show. But it, it's always interesting w- when they interview people on this show and they ask him, what would it mean if, if you were picked to be on this show, and you know, they're always crying, and this would change my whole life and my family, and you know, and what do you do now? Well, I'm just, I'm just a school teacher. You know, what do you do now? Well, I'm just a plumber, you know. Well, I'm just a this, and they, they put down whatever job they have because of their hobby, you know, singing in the shower. They, they, that's their dream job, and because here's the myth. The myth is if I can become famous and rich, I don't have to work. That is the whole myth in our society today. If I could just become an actor, if I could just become a singer, if I could just make video games, I mean, there's this big myth, if I could just work on computers all day and no one wants to become a plumber or a teacher or a carpenter or electrician or or drive a truck because those are all boring jobs. But what they don't realize is, is if you truly become successful in the entertainment world, You work 24-7. You work all the time. In fact, you're on the road a lot, and you never see your family, and then you can't go in public. See, we always look at someone else's job, and we see the dreaminess of it because we think that my job is terrible. But see, when you work hard, there's just a satisfaction there. See, fun looks to get, while work looks to give. And if we're looking for our job to be fun, it's because we're looking to take from where we're at instead of looking to give where we're at. See, working hard creates a selfless attitude in us. And that's just just the flip opposite of what lazy people have. People who struggle to work, people who struggle with laziness are actually pretty selfish people. But when you work hard, there is a built-in selflessness. You you have to become selfless if you're going to be a hard worker. But a miserable life is when you're always looking to get, when you're always looking to take instead of looking to give where you're at. See, God wants us to give to our jobs. God wants us to give to our schools. And I know that's that's a weird concept. Go to school to give. I mean, I know that's just a weird concept, but it's amazing what it will do in your life if you go to school to give instead of go to school to take. It's seriously, it'll change your view on school. If you're getting frustrated with your job right now, I want to encourage you tomorrow, go looking to give. It will change everything about how we see our job. See, God wants us to give to our teams and our families and our church But when we're looking for life to give to us, we're never satisfied with it. Think about this. No one in history is well known for having fun. Right? Everyone that is famous in history is known for working hard. It's always look at what they invented, look at what they discovered, look at what they did for God, look at what they did as a businessman, as a a leader, as a scientist, as a doctor, as an explorer, as a teacher, as a mom, as a dad, as an athlete, as a military, we go on and on and on. You don't study, man, they were really fun. 
You look at what, this chapter. What's this chapter about in history? It's about all the fun people in history. That's never a chapter in American history. That's never a chapter in world history. Hey, did you study that quiz on fun people? No, I hadn't got around to it yet. It was boring. See, if, if you don't love to work, you need to start. Because you'll never be happy in life until we do what God has created us to do. God's created us for two things, to serve Him and to work hard. So what does strong work look like? What does strong work look like? Well, you know, in Colossians chapter 3, if you want to turn there, Paul really gives us a blueprint for strong work. In Colossians chapter 3, many people, when you study this, this is what the Christian workman is is all about. This is the blueprint for what it is to serve the Lord and and to serve at your job. But in Colossians chapter 3, verse 22, it says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time, not just when they're watching you, but serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of the Lord. Work willing at whatever you do as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember, the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. Paul gives us right here in Colossians chapter 3, and I actually want to pull out a few things that Paul gave us and kind of practically put them into what we're doing in our everyday lives. So what does strong work look like? And I want to throw out a few thoughts that Paul brought to our attention. The first thing that we have to do if we're going to have strong work is we have to change our thinking. Because Paul says here, work willingly at whatever you do. You know, that, that work willingly. Yeah, this is exciting. This is awesome. I'm going to go, boss, whatever you need. Yeah, whatever you want me to do. There's a, Paul said a good worker has a willingness. And that, that is just not the thinking of what we have whenever we're handing a project. When the boss comes in and hands a project, ugh. You know, they, and we've got to change our mindset. You know, when the teacher gives you an assignment, Are you like, yeah, this is exciting? No, that would be weird. You might get made fun of. Why? Because our our thinking is just all off when it comes to work. You know, I've heard people say, I don't like work. I don't want to work. I don't feel like working. And none of those are willing thoughts. None of those those are immature thoughts. Those are not mature in the Lord thoughts. And I think it's important to ask ourselves, Do I spend more time cutting corners and looking how I can get out of work instead of willingly giving myself to work? See, a thinking change. Paul Paul is trying to change their thinking here in Colossians as he says, work willingly at your assignment. You know what procrastination is? That's putting off work because you're not willing to do it. Procrastination is putting off an assignment Instead of jumping into it the second that it it was assigned. It cracks me up all the time. Why didn't you get that book report done? Well, you know, I didn't have enough time to do it. Really? Did they assign it last night? Well, it was four months ago. But see, we procrastinate because we don't know to do that project. We don't want to do that assignment. And so we avoid work. So we've got to have a mentality change. We've got to stop avoiding work. I want to encourage you, don't look for times to take breaks during the day. 
Don't look for times to work less. Look for times to work more. How can I willingly put more into my day? I want to ask you this. When you have pockets of time during the day, what do you fill it with? When you have pockets of time during the day, is that when we pull out our phone and and start checking up on all the important posts that are on social media and getting back to all of our snaps and getting on? See, what do we do? When there's pockets of time, do we look to be more productive with, with what is going on? See, Paul says work willingly at whatever you do. You know what this is? This is an energy. This is an excitement. See, those, those, see we got to have a mentality change when it comes to work. Number two, number two, Paul says here we have to serve. Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, serve them sincerely. What is Paul saying? Have a servant's heart. But you know, I don't know if we necessarily go to work looking to serve our jobs. You know, many times we go to work, well, what are my hours going to be? Well, okay, now how, if I, if I do that, hey, do you, you know, do you, you want to come and work and do this job? Okay, now, whoa, 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 what, what will my hour, what, if I do that, what, what am I, what am I going to get out of that? And we're missing the point. Our job is not here for us, we're here for our job. And that is a total flip opposite of what is being pounded into our culture is that you, that job should be catering to you. If you don't like it, go on strike. If you don't like it, get frustrated. But Matthew 20, 28, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. See, Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, I came to serve. I didn't come to be served, I came to serve. We're here to serve our jobs, not be served by them. According to Colossians chapter 3, according to what Paul is saying here, according to Jesus, according to what the Word of God says, but once again, that's not at all what is being programmed to us in the college classroom, what's being programmed to us in the media. Well, it's not what's being programmed to us. It's if you don't like your boss, sue them. If you don't like your job, sue them. If you don't like your job, because they're, why? They're here to serve us. We're not here to serve them. You know, think about what is the opposite of service. You know, the opposite of service is entitlement. The opposite of service is entitlement. Instead of I owe, I'm here to serve, it's I'm owed, and they should be serving me. Think about a job interview. If you've been in a job interview lately, did you go into that job interview interviewing them or were they interviewing you? Do you think about, see, I'm job searching. What am I doing? I'm seeing who can make me the happiest. I'm seeing, instead of, I'm looking for a job that I can give my giftings to, that I can serve them. I'm looking for a job that I can use my gifts in Instead of, no, I'm looking for a job to make 25 cents an hour more. We'll never be happy chasing that next quarter, an hour. We never will be. Where we're going to be happy is where we can serve and use the giftings that God has put in us the most. Think about a business. I love Pastor Tim taught on this a while back. It's really good. It's really good. He said, a business is there to serve the customers. A business is there to serve the customers. So why in the world did they hire us? 
Because they needed help, what? Serving. See, that business was, they were serving so many people that they needed help serving. So they're looking to bring on some more what? People to serve. See, we, we, and you know what? The better we serve the customer, you know what happens? The more the business likes us. See, service is rewarded, not the other way around. I think so many times we're looking to get rewarded before we'll serve. See, service is rewarded. Now, our culture is looking for people to serve them before they will work. But you know what? When we'll work, we'll actually be rewarded. See, strong work is looking to serve them sincerely, like Paul said. How can we do this? How can we serve someone? How can we serve a boss that isn't good to us or maybe a job that we feel like we should be paid more? Well, Paul said it right here. You're working for God, not man. Paul says it right here. We're working for God, not man. We're not doing this for people. We're doing this for God. Paul said, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Right here in Colossians chapter 3. This is the work chapter. It's where Paul taught us as Christians, we're to have a different mentality than the world. We're to serve. Why? Because we're working for God, not man. See, when you're going to school, you're not going to school for your teacher. You're not going to school for the school district. You're going to school because God has you there to work hard. God has us at our jobs to work. God has us there, and we're doing it for him. You know, I love the story of Joseph. One of my favorite stories. I love the story of Joseph if you study it in Genesis chapter 39, and we don't have time to go there tonight. But I love the story of Joseph because he's sold into slavery. And I think the greatest thing as you read that is, do you think Joseph wanted that job? Do you think Joseph applied to be the, the slave there? No. He didn't want to do that job, but what did he do anyway? He served. Why? Because he was doing it for God. He was not doing it for man. And do you know what it says? It says that Potiphar, his boss, noticed them. He noticed what he noticed. He noticed his service. And it says he promoted Joseph and put him in charge. Why? Because Joseph served. But he didn't do it for Potiphar. He did it for God. See, everything we're doing, we're to do it as unto the Lord, not for man. I think it's interesting, the story of Joseph, because what happened was Joseph was treated bad by his boss. He was put in prison. And what's interesting is God promoted Joseph to, uh, ahead of his boss, no matter what his boss did. You know, if we're doing things as under the Lord, God will take care of us. You know, when we're faithful and we're working, we're, we're serving, God will take care of us no matter if man does or meets our needs. And then the last one, number four, what does strong work look like? Strong work, it looks like the MVP of your area. Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, try to please them all the time, not just when they're watching. See, Paul says work hard, not when your boss is watching, but have integrity, have character, and no matter whether they see you or not, you're looking for something to do. You're not taking a break. No matter whether whether you're being required to work or not, you're working hard. You're doing the best that you can. You're you're developing. You're trying to be the best that you can. Why? Because we're not doing it for man. We're doing it for God. See, a a hard worker, what does a Christian worker look like? A Christian worker should be the best employee that a job has. 
Every single one of us here in this room should be the best wherever we're at. Why? Because we're doing this for God. We're not doing this for man. Why? Because we're a servant. And you know, when you're serving other people, you should be the best one there. We, we, we should be the MVP. What does an MVP do? They show up early. They show up every day, whether they feel like it or not, whether they have a hang, hangnail from the night before, whether they stubbed their toe or didn't feel well the night before. See, they work hard. They work hard all the time. They don't take short breaks. They do the extra. They, they go above and beyond. See, as Christians, we, if, we're, if we're working hard, we should stand out. We should stand out with everything that we're doing. In closing, our theme this year is stronger and stronger. But do you know as we get stronger and stronger, we shouldn't be getting lazier and lazier? You know, I think sometimes when we think the closer I get to God, my life should just be about worshiping Him all day. My, my life, it, you know, as we get stronger and stronger, my life should just be about get, getting to know God more. And just, you know, I should be just spending more and more and more and more time reading my Bible all day long. You know, I was just late to work. I couldn't help it. I was reading the Bible, you know. I just, my lunch break went a little longer because, you know, I was listening, Pastor said, listen to the Bible all year. You know, I think there is a myth that the closer we get to God, the less productive that we are because we're seeking Him all the time. When it's the flip opposite, the more that we seek God, the more that we should get to know, the, the more productive that we should be. If you want to be satisfied in life, two things God has called us to do. Serve God and work hard. Amen? Let's stand. God, help us. God, help us to be a light here in our community. And God, I cannot think of anything that would help us to be more of a light than to be the hardest working person around. God, help us to be like Joseph, to stand out, to be like Esther, God, to stand out. God, to be, to be that hard working person that the boss can look to and go, there's something different about us. God, in our schools that our teachers would notice that we're so working hard, that we're so studying, that they say there's something different about us. And it's because we're a Christ follower. God, as we grow closer and closer to you, God, help us to be more and more productive in everything that we do. God, help CMC to get stronger and stronger this year. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to the CMC Podcast. You can stay connected with us through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Download the CMC app by searching Christian Ministries Church in the App Store. For more information and upcoming events, go to cmchurch.com.